0: Happy Easter. It's so good to be with you all, to see you all, as I blend in up here with all the flowers. It's so good, you know, and just an incredibly exciting day, you know, as we all come in from all over the place. And I'll tell you, I think the deacons and I and this, a couple of these servers are running on adrenaline, and that's about it. We didn't finish up last night until about 12.30 is when we left, got to bed about 2, and back here for the 8 a.m. mass. So... We're going on the best we can. It's great. But, you know, it's all just to continue to strive to go and recognize the fact that, yes, it's the greatest day of the year, and that our Lord is risen from the dead. And the the gospel that the church gives us this morning from the Holy Gospel according to John, I'm so grateful for it in so many ways, and the fact that it shows us these different people coming to the tomb. And it's almost like in some different ways in the way that they're coming, in particular, St. Peter and the Apostle whom Jesus loved, St. John. And you think about this, it's like when we all come here on Easter Sunday morning, we're coming in different ways from different places, we all have different things going on in our lives. Some of us hopefully are in the midst of good times, some of us in the midst of bad times, some of us like doing great in our faith, some of us we may be hanging on by a thread, but we all come Because we know that this great news has been announced, and I'll tell you, looking at the one who arrives there first, at least amongst the apostles, is that beloved disciple, the one that Jesus loves, you see him get there first. He's the one who loves so much, and how often in our lives do we get excited about something, and we rush to it, and we want to go all in, and we get there really fast. But at the same time, you notice he doesn't go in first, right? He stays back at the entrance. He doesn't just sort of rush right in. And look who does get there next and goes in. Maybe not acting as fast as the one who loved so much, but St. Peter, the one upon whom the Lord built his church, the rock that's there to go in and assess things, right? John, it's safe to throw yourself all in. Why? He goes in and sees not only that the body of Jesus is not there. It's impressive. It's important. But that could have been grave robbers, right? But wait a second. Why are there burial cloths there? And the cloth that covered his head folded up and left in another place. Grave robbers don't do that. As we find out in the Gospel of Matthew, in fact, it's the only tomb in all time that's been guarded, not just to keep people out, but to make sure that someone stays in, right? And so you have this Peter going in and seeing the fact that this isn't a body being stolen. There are burial cloths left behind. Robbers don't take the time to roll those back up and fold them up and put them to the side. Peter finds out that Jesus is risen from the dead. The beloved disciple goes in and he believes. My brothers and sisters in Christ, we are given this awesome news, this good news, the gospel, that is the good news of the resurrection, that God so loved the world that he gave us his only begotten son. That his only begotten Son loved us so much to lay down his life for us. And that love was so strong that the grave could not contain it. And so strong that he couldn't help but continue to be with his people. You look at that first reading, Peter, the same one who just a couple days ago at the Last Supper said to our Lord, Even if everybody else leaves you, not this guy, I'm going to prison with you, I'll die with you. Simon Peter, before the cock crows, you're going to deny me three times. And guess what? He does just that. But our Lord doesn't leave him in that state of shame, right? He encounters him. Simon, son of John, do you love me? Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And that same apostle who was the rock, who fell to the side, who Satan demanded to sift like wheat, when he turned back again, is called to go out there and strengthen his brothers. And the first reading today is the beautiful homily that he gives before baptizing Cornelius, a Roman centurion, a Gentile, as the faith continues to spread throughout the whole world. My brothers and sisters in Christ, God willing, we very often are like the beloved disciple, able to run here in love. But sometimes our emotions don't catch up. Sometimes that feeling of love may be a little bit lacking. Like when you didn't get to bed until 2 o'clock last night and you're really tired, right? I'm a little tired right now. However, sometimes the love may be a little bit lacking, but the Lord knows. He gives us the church. He gives us that assurance that no, this is not too good to be true. It may seem that way, but Jesus is really and truly risen from the dead. He shows us in so many ways. We see the burial clause. We see the fact that what would have been a movement of an itinerant preacher who ends up dead on a tree suddenly leads to the baptizing of a Roman centurion, leads to a conversion of a world empire, leads to us 2,000 years later in this beautiful temple adoring our Lord, the one who's risen from the dead. It doesn't make sense if it isn't true. And so we are called to be like both of those apostles. Yes, to rush forward in love. Knowing that fact that he will not let us down. Knowing that fact that yes, we live in a valley of tears. Both of those apostles would go on to be witnesses, martyrs. They would suffer for their faith. Peter literally laying down his life for our Lord on the cross. John exiled, not dying a martyr's death but suffering plenty for his love for the Lord. Why? Because it's not just too good to be true. It is true. And so that's why we gather and we celebrate the fact that he remains with us. And just like he called those first two apostles, one who's able to love and run faster than the other, one who's able to go in there and confirm the doctrine, both of them going together and continuing to hand on that faith throughout time, we've been given it too. We're able to live in it as well. Listen to that line from the second reading. If then you were raised with Christ, seek what is above. How have we been raised with Christ? By our baptism. We went down with him into the depths, dying with him in baptism, and rising to new life. He told the apostles at the Last Supper, I won't eat with you again until I eat with you in the kingdom. What did Peter tell them in his homily just before baptizing Cornelius? He ate with us after he rose from the dead. We live in the post-resurrection time. We live in the time that our Lord is with us. He's risen from the dead. He gives us himself in the sacraments. It's almost as though what we celebrate today was the big bang from that tomb that continues to expand out. And we get to play a part by our vocations, by that universal call to holiness, by our baptism, we are risen to new life. And we get to live out the glory of the resurrection. And so, I invite you to be like that beloved disciple. And notice this too. John, who wrote that gospel, doesn't use his own name. He says the apostle whom Jesus loved. Why? Because we can insert our own names into there. You know why? Because you can be the disciple whom Jesus loved. You can be the one on fire with the love of what seems too good to be true, but is not, can go out to a world so immersed in darkness, so full of this valley of tears, and proclaim the good news that Jesus is risen from the dead. We see from the very beginning, the apostles, don't sugarcoat the fact of the way that they were. We know that our first pope, denied our Lord three times. We know that they scattered when the going got tough. We know that there were difficult times. We know in our own lives there have been difficult times for us. But the good news for us, his mercy endures. His love overcomes sin and death. So my brothers and sisters in Christ, on this central and greatest day of the year, the day that is so good that we celebrate it every single Sunday. Every Sunday we celebrate the fact that Christ is risen from the dead. Why? Because there is a lot of bad news out there. We can fall into cynicism. We can think about how terrible things are. But the good news is, this isn't too good to be true, because it is true. Jesus is really and truly risen from the dead. My brothers and sisters in Christ, we are risen with him by our baptism. Stay close to that light that is not overcome by sin and death. Stay close to our Lord who calls you his beloved. And then, like that beloved disciple, run out there to the world and share the good news. Praise be Jesus Christ.